0: Wild horses, life lessons, and inappropriate aunt and uh, nephew relationships. We watched Horse Sense, (laughs) so it's time for uh, DCOM Duo to begin. I'm Chris James.
1: I'm Danny Gregory.
0: And let's begin. Okay, so uh, this was a very fortuitous day for us to be watching Horse Sense. Um, I just got back um, at 2.30 a.m. today from Stagecoach Music Festival, which, for all of you non-country uh, music lovers out there, is a three-day, all-country, all-day music festival in the desert.
1: Um, I want you guys all to know that Chris is currently wearing cowboy boots that are killing his feet, a cowboy hat, and he has a stuffed horse. And he watched the movie while petting the stuffed horse.
0: You know what they say, everything looks better in boots. And boy, does everything look better in boots.
1: (laughs) I mean, when you're Joey Lawrence, you look good in anything.
0: Oh my, so much of this movie was just wonderful. So, I remember seeing this movie faintly when I was a kid um, as many of you may recall I did grow up in the rural lifestyle not as much as, in, as Montana is in this um, we were produce not um,
1: cattle honey. not not
0: cattle um, but um, so that's what it's funny now because I love stuff like that um, but growing up just because I was around it it was never something that was so much of my interest but I was interested in seeing this movie as a kid and kind of enjoyed it because I really loved um, all the Lawrence brothers on their TV show but as a kid I, if I wanted to see them I have just watched their TV show not the movie.
1: Um, I remember this movie didn't love it as much because it was about boys, and as we mostly figured out, it doesn't really pass the Bechdel test. Uh, oh, it doesn't pass the Bechdel test at all. Um, it,
0: it doesn't. Well, it passes. I guess. No. No. no nope. No. Nope, no. Nope nope, nope. nope. Not in a bit. I don't think
1: his mother ever talks to another woman once.
0: No, she might have talked to um, Arlene. No, not
1: not Joey's mother. Andy's mother.
0: Oh, she does yeah. not have she, any
1: contact with any other
0: women. Yeah, there's no women in that town.
1: And subconsciously, as a young girl, I was very aware of this. Anyway, and I was too young to realize how hot Joey Lawrence was. But, I will say, my older cousin, Laura, who is a much better cousin than Joey Lawrence in this movie, had a giant poster of Joey Lawrence, I assume from Blossom, on her wall, she and was making
0: all of the right choices. She
1: told me that he was her boyfriend, and I believed her. So I was just like, oh, my cousin's dating Joey Lawrence. I thought that's why she had his picture on her wall.
0: That, that's wonderful. I yeah. wish her all the best in life. So
1: I just texted her and was like, I understand why you were so attracted to him. Now, I will say... Before the movie started, I made it quite clear to Chris that my Lawrence brother of choice is Matt, and I was calling dibs on Matt, but I forgot he's not really in this movie. You see him for, like, two seconds as he tips his hat at Joey Lawrence, and that's about it, but...
0: Yeah. No, I made it pretty clear to Dani, right? She said that. I said, I don't quite know which one that is, but (laughs) I want the hot one. And she was like, so you mean Matt? And I was like, no, no, no this one on the poster and she's like joey and i was like yeah
1: but let's be real everyone joey is not anything to write home about anymore i'm not sure if he's bald or if he just shaved wait i'm gonna you never saw melissa and joey
0: oh i did yes oh actually i went to a live taping of that you know what
1: what you did and you didn't even mention that while we were watching this
0: honestly guys I just now put those pieces <laughs> together. Um so there's a funny story um around that. So Tell it. Um when I was I believe a freshman at LMU. Uh-huh. Um you know, it's cool that I went to college in Los Angeles, at least my family thought it was cool. So, um so at certain points different one uh parts of my family would visit me um My cousin came down for a softball thing, and the whole family came down. My parents would visit frequently. And then my wonderful Auntie Care Bear um, Bear. visited um, around the end, and uh, she wanted to plan something fun for me to do. So she was like, why don't the two of us go to a Melissa and Joey taping? Yes.
1: Yes, Care Bear. Yes.
0: So that's what we did. (laughs) And Yeah. Yeah, no, nope. I'm. I don't know if he. Sh- obviously, I think he looks better with. I, <laughs> with hair. hair. No, I mean.
1: Was I, he still hot when you saw him?
0: Y- yeah, but okay. I mean, in the sort of a way that you're attracted to Mr. Clean on the bleach bottles. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> that may be my favorite quote from these podcasts yet. Um. <laughs> um yeah, I just. I think in my mind, Joey just is, like, dancing with the stars. Uh, Melissa, oh, he was on Joey. that, too. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just didn't, like, being the age I was, I never thought he was hot. But watching this now, I was like, Joey Lawrence, take your shirt off. Like, that um, was all I wanted. Well,
0: a quote I told to Danny about Midway Through is, I've never been more sexually aroused by a G-rated movie.
1: Yeah, this is the sexiest decom ever. Um,
0: and, think? like, okay, everyone out there, because I feel like we're giving the impression that this isn't in a podcast about decoms. it's now just kind of like 90s boy talk. I'm going to set the record straight, everyone was attractive in this movie. No, we, they weren't. Well, not what everyone. about
1: that one ranch hand?
0: Okay, no. <laughs> not everyone. What I meant to say is, um, we need to talk about... That perfect 10 aunt of Joey Lawrence's...
1: Yes. Okay, I think... Here's the thing. From the beginning of the movie, I was like, Chris, there's so much sexual tension between him and his aunt. And it took Chris a while to get to to that place. But by the end, he was like, now I can't get it out of my head. It's your fault.
0: Well, the reason uh, I... Because I feel like Danny will attest to this, that I'm much... I sometimes might make up sexual tension (laughs) in my head in movies just to make things more interesting when I'm bored. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but, um, I didn't want to believe what she was saying because I think that that woman, she didn't just rest on her laurels, uh, by being just amazingly attractive and also looking better in boots, but, um, The fact she was doing a really good performance—I don't know what that was. I think, I think it's—I was going on and on about her, her um, assets, but um, no, she was so good in her role, and I just wanted to see her be a struggling mom trying to keep her ranch at hand.
1: You were too focused on the writing, whereas I was focused. Anyone would have sexual tex- tension with Joey Lawrence. So, like, let's be real.
0: Anyone have would have sexual tension with her. I also, pretty people, if you're listening, <laughs> like when people are just a, a certain level of attractive, I feel like they just kind of have chemistry with anything. Yeah, that's true. Or just when you put two pretty people in a room, it. You just expect them to start screwing. Oh, my goodness. Like, do they, do they talk to each other beforehand? It's like that um, joke in Annie Hall where um, Woody Allen's walking around New York um, asking people questions about um, how their relationship works. He walks up to two very attractive people, and he's like, well, how do you, how do you keep this going? And they're just like, well, we're basically just vapid people and have no real thoughts or opinions um, about anything. He's like, oh, so you managed to make that work out you're just pretty. And they're like, yeah, basically. He's like, well, good. Thank you for sharing. I was like, that's kind of what I feel sometimes.
1: (laughs) Um, I also think a part of me was a little bit confused plot-wise between this and brotherly love. Because I'm pretty sure in brotherly love, Andy is not actually related to Joey. And Joey does have a thing with Andy's mom.
0: That seems like a really weird plot point for like brotherly love, but I it possible it's possible.
1: I'm I'm almost positive about that, but um, yeah. I just I really hope that like behind the scenes, Joey Lawrence was screwing the aunt. Um, I just I just want there to be something there since I couldn't have it on screen.
0: I know, I know. Um, so I think. We're gonna have to do this a little bit earlier just because we need to get it all out of our system. Oh, okay. Uh fashion report.
1: Oh.
0: Like everything looks better in boots.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, okay. There there are a couple things that were really nineties um that we could talk about.
0: So um as much as I'm kind of going on about the the country attire, um This is embarrassing, too. I feel like I'm getting a lot of embarrassing things off my chest. This
1: would be the movie for you to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, I was too irrationally turned on by the sweater tied No, you
1: weren't. I was so
0: into that.
1: Oh, no. That was so bad.
0: It was so bad but it was so right
1: no I oh.
0: almost kind of wanted him to take the shirt off but keep the sweater tied around no. it.
1: oh god my mother does that all the time so it no no <laughs>
0: I'm I didn't say it was rational guys
1: okay he also at the beginning have red silk pajamas yes
0: those were amazing I want those now I have my red onesie. I could have just done that.
1: Why wasn't he just sleeping in his boxers? He's Joey Lawrence. There's no way Joey Lawrence doesn't sleep in his boxers.
0: There's no way Joey Lawrence doesn't just freeball it all out.
1: Oh, my God. This podcast, you guys. This podcast.
0: I think um, somehow uh, technology for podcasts is going to catch up, and we're going to be able to do an interactive podcast where we can have polls. (laughs)
1: <laughs> While we're doing
0: Um, that. Because definitely a poll would be, what do you think Joey Lawrence was the best?
1: That would be a good one.
0: But, um, <laughs> no, so other than that, um, why you would ever buy nice boots to wear on a... I, I feel like people, maybe this is just my upbringing, people have an idealized version of what farms are. Because I would never wear anything I spent money to go to a farm. No. And
1: yeah. I, I haven't gotten to tell my farm experience. Oh, good. Yet. Do it, do it, do it. Okay, you guys. You're about to realize how awful and bougie I am. Which I didn't realize this until I told a friend from Tennessee this story. And she was like, don't tell anybody else that. Um, so, of
0: course, you're going to tell it on the podcast. I'm going to
1: tell it on the podcast. Because I am Danny, and I hold nothing back. Um, <laughs> When I was 11... I went to farm camp for a week in Poughkeepsie, New York. It was run by nuns, obviously. (laughs) Um, We weren't allowed to shave our legs because at 11, that was real important. So I was roughing it. Um, I also watched a cow get artificially inseminated. And I cleaned some goat poop. So, I, I know what farm life is like, you guys. That one week on the farm really changed me.
0: Uh, there is a really cruel joke about <laughs> um, the cow being inseminated, the only person to get some on that farm, since it was run by nuns.
1: Yeah. I was also 11, and it was an all-girls camp. Um, so, this- so,
0: yeah. That was, the, that was the only piece of sperm on that entire farm.
1: Yes. This, this is basically what my life is, you guys. My parents paid for me to go watch a cow get artificially inseminated.
0: Honestly, that is like the most redneck version of Sound of Music I've ever heard, and I'm in love with it.
1: Wait, how so? Oh, that <laughs> there were nuns running the farm. My mom still keeps in touch with one of the nuns. Oh, i
0: I'm, I'm in love with that.
1: With this I'm in story. love with
0: everything. I. Don't want to feel like I'm making fun of you because I'm not. Because <laughs> no, I can't. Because no. Because I actually think that that is too on brand.
1: It is so <laughs> on brand for me. You guys have no idea. It's
0: so on brand.
1: Also, I mean, everyone at my school went. My sister went. It was real. But <laughs> you guys, it doesn't get more Catholic schoolgirl than me.
0: It really doesn't. Uh, <laughs> speaking of, um, this is a good transition for something. But unless we have anything else on the fashion, wait. I think we do have – I have some more stuff on the fashion okay. report. So the girlfriend, I think she spent 90% of her life just looking at tops in that one store. I think they just yes. filmed her all – all of her scenes or in that in one store. closet. Star. Yeah. Like – and then this girl who has tried on everything, absolutely everything in the world – shows up to the racetrack in the same outfit she wore to the racetrack at the beginning of this movie. There is no way that woman reuses clothes.
1: Maybe it was a budget problem. Or they... I don't know.
0: Honestly, I I feel like there's a missed scene where at the end of each day, she just, like, goes out back and sets the clothes that she wore that day on fire because people have seen her in it.
1: I knew some girls like that.
0: Um, I will say, because, um... I'm. Stop me if I sound like I'm mansplaining, because I know we were talking about how um, the Bechdel test Uh um, was failed by this movie. And I won't say that this movie is a shining example for women, Mm -hmm. but I do think that the movie took some time and actually made an effort to make each of the women that were presented on screen at least a little bit more dimensional or a little more nuanced than a movie like this would have done.
1: The only character I would have wanted to see more of was, um, jo- uh, Joey's mother. Yeah. I don't remember what his name was. Michael, his name was Michael in the movie, but it doesn't matter because he's Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Cause she really didn't get a lot to do, but I also like, no.
1: And also I thought it was weird that like, I mean, I thought her husband was the greatest, by the way, her husband is Calabar from
0: Halloween town, Halloween
1: town. Um, anyway, Calabar was a really nice brother in law. I thought he was a good person in general, but like she should have been looking out for her sister more. I said her husband was maybe he was having an affair with the aunt.
0: Oh my gosh. No, but she wouldn't do that. That well, not too... But I just
1: like I need somebody to fuck the aunt.
0: Honestly, um I So the aunt reminds... Maybe this is just the stagecoach in me. The aunt reminds me so much of, like, what Carrie Underwood would be like if she couldn't sing. And I mean that in a positive way. I mean that in the nicest way. What would
1: Carrie be like without American Idol? If
0: if Carrie didn't have American Idol, I think she would be a really sweet farm girl with a strong work ethic. So
1: Also... We we always complain about how the parents don't have enough backstory. How did... Like, where were these two women born? How did oh, one I, end up in Montana and one end up in Beverly Hills?
0: I want their story so badly. It, because also, I do think that they like each other. I just don't think that they have hang the out. same goals, so they don't yeah. hang out. It's kind of just, you know... I think they have mutual respect for each other, especially because I think the dad maybe um, showed this more than the mom, but they are all very much on the same page. Like, this woman works hard. Yeah, that's true. Like, she is a worker. Um, But also, too, like, I really liked um, the character of Arlene. I thought that she was sweet, and, you know, she wasn't, like too stereotypical mothering, but... Um, she
1: was perfect. I she love was, nannies, she was just you a, guys.
0: She was just a pleasant woman. And even, I mean, this is like picking, like digging so deep for a compliment. But um, even the girlfriend, I mean, towards the end, she got pretty shrewish, but even at the beginning, it was more just that she was a vapid Beverly Hills girl than like an evil Nagging she wolf of a girlfriend.
1: Yes.
0: I think it was just more. I like that that was a distinction that she's not a bad person. She's just oblivious because of her privilege. And I think that that's a more interesting statement that's more realistic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I saw choices like that being made with the characters in mind. And for, you know, characters that in the grand, like as you said at the beginning, and it is a boys' movie. So. like, the, the fact that even on the more minor characters, these little details were put in there, I think, really elevated the whole story in general.
1: It did. I would agree.
0: So good. But, um... Oh, I had a point back there that I was going <laughs> to make. And it was really great. And it was some somewhere around the nuns. Oh, I know what it is. So... um. Ever do you guys ever wish when you're like when you're watching a movie that you could just see what this movie would be like in another genre? Uh,
1: I played that improv game, but I don't usually think about it.
0: So guys, let me let me break it down for you. Let me um, talk to you about what I felt would I would have loved to see this movie do because I think um, there's some comedy, but it's mostly a drama and. My, is it an affecting drama? But if I had to, I had two other directions, I would have loved to see this movie go. And they're both in the same vein. And I thought of it when you were talking about The Nuns.
1: Okay. Um, I'm nervous about this.
0: I wanted this to be a musical. Like Oklahoma? I wanted it to be either an Oklahoma-type musical where there's just a lot of swing dancing and line dancing. And there's just everyone's having... Fun. I want it to be like the first five minutes of Thelma and Louise, which I think it could have been like the happiest movie until <laughs> like shit went down. Um, I want it to be like Footloose. Um, it could have been just something so fun and lots of, lots of boots and lots of dancing.
1: There would be a really sad song by Andy Lawrence where he'd be like, I have no dad.
0: <laughs> and my
1: cousin doesn't love me and, like, yes, it would be really sad.
0: But going off of that, my other genre, it would also be a musical, but it would be, like, an Inside Lewin Davis musical, where it is just about, it's like the Laymiz Miz of Farm.
1: Oh. I just want this to be a telenovela. Ah, uh, see, just,
0: that'd be good.
1: I think I need to start watching a telenovela that takes place on a ranch, so if you guys know about any of them, please let me
0: know. We gave you recommendations last week. You give us recommendations <laughs> this week. But um, I'm
1: gonna look into it. I'm gonna find one.
0: But yeah, there were so many times where like things get really sad, and um, I would hear uh, like a hundred miles from inside Lewin Davis, or I would hear "Fare thee well." I basically scored this whole movie to "Fare thee well."
1: Oh my goodness, I. This movie was a really beautiful movie.
0: It was such a beautiful movie. Um, I know how they could have saved that farm so easily. You know what you do? You got Joey Lawrence, who works in Hollywood. He knows all the people there. He's into it. You have him go to those producer friends that hooked him up with all those VHSs. I'm going to get to that scene in a bit because I've got (laughs) a lot to say about that. And he, he can be like, hey, guys. You know what you should do? You should film on this ranch. This is a great location, Scott. Do you know how many Scott Eastwood, Nicholas Sparks movies you could film right here? Like <laughs> I haven't ten. watched
1: that yet, by the way.
0: I know. We, we need to have a movie night to we that. Do. You know what we should do? We should just record a podcast where we're watching the movie, drinking wine, and just...
1: Yes. Although, I will say, I don't like that girl. What's her name?
0: Oh, Oh, yeah, her. Oh, well.
1: Moving on.
0: But, no. Like, legitimately, Danny would, wouldn't would you have seen, like, ten movies take place on that land?
1: Yes. I it definitely would. It was
0: beautiful. That's how she could have saved it. I mean, I like how the um, day is saved by thinking outside of the box.
1: Land grants.
0: Land... Land trusts? I don't even remember. Land trusts. That was very much, like, the same... I don't know why this movie is tying so much back in the musicals for me, Ugh. but this movie basically had the same ending that Burlesque did, where it's some really fancy real estate mumbo-jumbo that gets <laughs> them out of a pinch.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, I'm, I'm going to be real about something right now.
0: Also, Cher should have been this movie. Now you can say your point.
1: Cher should have been the aunt. Um,
0: no, she should have just been Cher.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, Here's here's what I'm going to say. I thought this movie was really beautiful and I thought that Joey Lawrence was really beautiful. Did I care about the plot? Fuck no. (gasps) I was so bored, but Joey Lawrence's arms and the beautiful sunsets kept me going it was like a nice sofia coppola movie could sofia coppola direct a ranch movie
0: i would watch it me too i would watch me it sofia get on that you need to direct the um oh my god she can do her own musical version kind of like marie antoinette <laughs> like, yes
1: but like with country music yes but like oh my god
0: i want this movie to- <laughs> I,
1: I don't want so much country music more like Folksy, can we go there? I'll I'll,
0: I'll go there with you, okay. but like, okay. but you know, I want, I want deep cuts. I want twang out the yin yang.
1: You know, I've never had real any real desire in my life to watch Brokeback Mountain until right now. Wait,
0: you've never seen Brokeback Mountain? No. Um. Okay. <laughs> You're saying after this podcast.
1: Oh, Talk no. Talk about it.
0: two and a half hours of depression right now. You signed up no, for no, it. No,
1: no, 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> back to the podcast.
0: Oh, my gosh. What if that were a musical? No. Nope. Not going there. Um, okay. So, I want to... So, you really didn't like the plot of no, this No, I film. thought it was boring. Oh. So, I, did,
1: Chris was, like, in love with this movie, and I I was allowing him to have those moments.
0: Um, now, Danny, I want you to take the audience through what my moments were. Because I was having a lot of crying say, moments.
1: Yeah, he started crying at one point, saying, I missed the farm. I
0: never said I missed the farm. You did say that. Wait, did I say that? You
1: did. I'm pretty sure I was going upstairs to, like, use the bathroom. And you were like, I missed the farm.
0: Oh, no, I said I missed Stagecoach. Oh. I missed Stagecoach, guys. I didn't miss the farm. I would have... That didn't sound on brand for me.
1: (laughs) I mean, I would have believed it. Grandpa Joe. I'm going to make Chris cry again. Um, No, I'm not
0: crying. Um, I cried because they were going to lose their land. Oh, I think I I said they're going to miss their farm.
1: Oh, maybe. In my mind, Chris was missing the farm. And I just like that story better.
0: You like that story better. I just... So, I'm a... Big fan of monologues.
1: <laughs> Chris always picks out the Oscar scenes. By the way, guys, next episode is our special 90s Oscar
0: episode. Oh, oh, um, at the end of the episode, I'm going to walk you through what we're going to go on to next time. But just, just you wait. But I loved this movie because a lot of the, dr- there wasn't really a lot that happened. It was more just a lot of really great monologues done by competent, pretty people against the sunset with horses.
1: True. Um, can we talk about the biggest sadness of the monologue, the way it ended? The, yes. The aunt's monologue.
0: Oh my gosh. She, see, this is again why I did not want to, to get into this whole, is she sleeping with her nephew or not? <laughs> because this woman delivers monologues and she has... In the back of every scene she has this like wistful look about her that's like I might have to move from here how will I go on. Oh. I just Oh my gosh, I and, just see her malming.
1: She she was giving a monologue at one point and she turns and looks and Joey Lawrence has fallen asleep and Chris lost it. He was so angry.
0: There's never been a more aggressive thing for a person to do. Than when someone is opening up their heart and soul to you and to the Oscar voters of Disney Channel original movies because she thought she was winning something for that scene. <laughs> like, there was no way in her mind she was not just like, when she got a little bit of tear in her eyes and then she sucked it back up and then smiled and then looked off into the sunset and then back at Joey Lawrence, she was just like, oh, fuck yeah, I am doing good acting choices today. <laughs> This is so going on my reel.
1: I bet it did. I bet it did. And it
0: deserved you. I hope she got like a lot of roles after that. Oh my
1: goodness. Um, I will say, I I felt very personally hurt by Joey Lawrence's choices. Um, as a cousin, I am very close with my cousins, and, and I felt very personally hurt. But then I also. Was kind of annoyed at Andy Lawrence when he was being mean to Joey. Like, why couldn't he get along?
0: I, dis- I didn't really agree with either of the characters, but I think that's also, I also saw each of their points of views, which was why I was really invested in what was going on because, and I think why Joey Lawrence was so good, especially, and I think he was best in the early scenes rather than the later scenes, mm-hmm. is because he really doesn't seem like a bad guy and you don't think of him as a bad person, but then you, like, if you were to just, like, take a transcript of what he said or just, you know, talk to, like, you know, someone else about what he's doing, you're like, man, this guy's a fucking douche.
1: Also, I will say, as a woman... He was a really great boyfriend. Um, yeah. Like, if he was a bad guy, he would have been a player. He was very dedicated to his girlfriend.
0: Well, I don't think he would ever, like, you know, I feel like there are bad people and people who do bad things. I think he was definitely a person who did bad things, not a bad person.
1: That's true. But like, Okay, it was really, really sad when he's, like, talking to Andy and he's like, um... I only hung out with you at the family reunion because everybody else was 30, and so I had to hang out with a snot-nosed 7-year-old. Like, I was like...
0: <gasps> no, that was such a knife in my heart. Me because, too. Because also, like, you think about it, there's, what, like a 9-year age gap between them. Yes! And, you know, he's this big shot in Beverly Hills, and he's he's insanely charming. Like, he is just this you know, kind of presence about him that you want to be his friend. And so to just hear that it was all an act, like that's so traumatizingly devastating. So I get why Andy, um, Lawrence was really, you know, kind of butthurt about what Joey had done to him because, you know, he really did put honest trust in him. And I also will give both of them credit. It wasn't like he fucked up once and they were like, well, I hate you now. Like, it was definitely, like, Consistent. system, consistently, like, okay, like, I think you're gonna come through for me. You are my cousin, after all. Yeah. And then there's just a breaking point, because, yeah, so, you show him all the cool things. You're like, you can do anything you want in this house, but I'm gonna go talk to my girlfriend. Like, he, Joe, um... And he didn't Andy,
1: take him to Disneyland.
0: Yeah. And he didn't want to be, um, a cock block. He was just like, you know what, go go hang with your girlfriend, I'll play tennis with um, Arlene, Arlene's cool, we all love Arlene, Um, but, you know, you can't come back from dropping your 11-year-old cousin at a playpen. (laughs) Like, that is so cold and just not thinking about anyone else but yourself, because why don't you just Leave him back at the house where all the cool shit is. That house was amazing. So as it'll come to a surprise of no one, um the thing that I got most excited about whenever I went to a new person's house was to see how many movies they had, how many oh. VHSs they had, and I measured wealth only by
1: that <laughs> um this makes a lot of sense because as i look around chris's house right now not that i didn't know this i'm just describing it for you um he has two bookcases full of dvds and they are not like facing vertically they are facing horizontally there have to be hundreds of movies here i so, believe over 300 wow so I've Chris is measuring success based on the number of DVDs you own. Chris is successful, guys.
0: You guys, we all have to pick our KPIs, our uh, key performance indicators, on on our lives. And I pick it by movies. This is how I define success in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I will be living in one of these bookcases at some point.
1: (laughs) I would believe that.
0: Which is also why I just cannot get behind... Only movies digitally. I oh, need... I'm, I need my Blu-rays.
1: I'm totally getting behind that.
0: No, I can't do it.
1: I, I got a call from my mom the other day being like, can we get rid of these movies? Like, they take up so much space. Give them to me. Well, some of them are in VHS.
0: Okay, I don't want those. Exactly.
1: She was like, I think we could donate them. I was like, nobody wants those.
0: Wait, nobody no, but I'm saving them. all of my um, VHSs back at home. Because... One day, one day, they are going to be worth so much money. My original copy of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes, there are. I have a first edition, first run VHS of The Lion King. You can't tell me that's not going to be worth something at some point to some Disney collector.
1: It's like having Beanie Babies. Okay. Yes,
0: and I still have those too. Along with my Pokemon cards.
1: You keep telling yourself that.
0: The market is cyclical.
1: Um. So you loved Joey Lawrence's DVD collection. I uh, video loved it.
0: Collection VHS. Um. So again, going back to the. That's how we define success. So one of my um, my best friend growing up, um, who his family owned a uh, vineyard and they had you know the nicest house, nicest everything, and then my friend, because by the way, I have been the same. Since I was two. Like, this is how I've always defined success. So, and I always made it known. So, my friend um, knew this about me. And after he showed me his gigantic TV, which looked like the one in this movie, he's like, so, my family just kind of keeps all of our movies in the closet. But, <laughs> like, I know you like to see this when you go to people's houses. This is all, was also something that was known by people.
1: That's
0: weird. <laughs> so, takes me into this closet and turns on the light. And there were about 300 movies. I kind of screamed. I kind of fainted for a little bit. And then he was like, chill out, dude. You gotta keep yourself together. And then I said, have you even seen all of these movies? And he's like, no, sometimes like, my mom just buys them. And oh I was like,
1: goodness.
0: I... My face just dropped and I was like, are, are are you famous? Are you, are are you like the Richie Rich kid? Who are you?
1: She was probably getting him out of like the dollar bin at Blockbuster.
0: She probably was, but that does,
1: it doesn't matter to you.
0: That doesn't matter to me. I saw all of them. And I was like looking, I was like, I haven't even heard of this movie. <laughs> What is this?
1: Which is surprising because Chris has pretty much seen everything.
0: Well, I mean, I've heard about them now. Like it was more just like um,
1: adult movies you were too yeah, young
0: for. Adult movies I was too young for. So
1: you were like American Beauty. What is
0: this? No, I knew American Beauty. Oh my! Goodness. I watched that Oscar season. I knew American Beauty. I'm concerned for you. I didn't know what it was about. All I knew it had, it had a pretty woman and a lot of petals. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was happy when it won Best Picture.
1: Speaking of movies, can we address the Leonardo DiCaprio line? Yeah, we in this need movie? to.
0: So I think this is when the girlfriend really turned for me. Oh. Because um, she said, um, was it her friend is going out with Leo DiCaprio? Yes. But I told her no because he's so five minutes ago. I don't think Leo DiCaprio was ever out. Like, the, I... he's always been. This well, let, let's gold think standard. about this.
1: Post Titanic, post Romeo and Juliet, what what's going on for him? The Man um, in the Iron Mask?
0: No, you know what's going before? on for him what? is the beach.
1: What is that?
0: Okay, so that was like Leo DiCaprio's big um, post Titanic movie that was like sold only on him. Oh. And it's which is funny. That it's only sold on him because it's. A Danny Boyle film with oh. Tilda Swinton.
1: I want to see this now. You should, good. because,
0: yeah, my parents went to go see it solely because my mom wanted Leo DiCaprio. Oh. And um, it's basically about this, like, you know, 20-something-year-old guy, like, this kind of twenty-something year old boy who just kind of goes <laughs> off with a couple of friends, and it's like, let's go to this uninhabited island and just... Like, be young and cool. And they do that, but then they realize that there's all these creepy people there.
1: That sounds interesting.
0: So, yeah. Do you own it? I don't own it. I actually Shocker! Have, I actually have not even seen I've only seen parts of it. But it was a movie my mom <laughs> talked about for a while. Oh my
1: goodness. Okay, also, this would be a section where there's, like, a pop-up question if we had that. Would you let your friend date Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, would you let me date Leonardo DiCaprio?
0: I wouldn't let you like get give your heart to Leonardo DiCaprio in like dating sense. But if you're like, yeah, I'm dating Leonardo DiCaprio, which basically translates as to I'm like fuck boy number fuck girl number three because <laughs> um, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, not because uh-huh. you're not wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, um, I would say yeah, like. You need I mean, a, you need a few pages in that memoir.
1: If it was close to Oscar season.
0: Yeah. Oh absolutely. So you've got that. Also, gosh, I'm gonna be such a bad like parent or grandparent. When I'm on my deathbed and like my children and grandchildren are asking me about my life, I wanna be like so you remember all those movies where this person was big? Yeah. Had an affair with them.
1: <laughs> it would, I mean, it would be nice.
0: It would. I just, whenever I make a decision, I think, would it be of note to people on my deathbed as a confession?
1: I'm I'm going to um, talk about my therapist right now because this is my podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we always
1: talk about therapy. The other day, my therapist was like, you should... Like, I was like, is it a bad idea to keep seeing this guy? And she said, I mean, when you're 40, you can always look back on this moment and fantasize about it.
0: But see, it's always like the road not taken. So, I mean, uh, maybe it's just I know too much about your life, but you, you took the road. For, I, I took for, the road for a little bit. For, for a little bit, so it's not like you 40 can't...
1: 40-year-old male
0: be, please. Yeah, 40-year-old, you'll be fine because you'll be like, oh, yeah, at least I at least I did one thing with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, um, Let's bring it back to the Lawrence brothers before we probably wrap things up. Um, I, like, I am interested in... Why they took so many movies and TV shows together. Um,
0: Well, because that's what their brand was. They were the Lawrence Brothers.
1: But I think that, I want to say that Joey was the most famous.
0: Yeah. I mean, he had big
1: fame from Blossom.
0: Matt was in Mrs. Doubtfire, which made $239 million.
1: That's true and he was in boy meets world.
0: Yeah. I think it's one of those things where people certain celebrities are stronger when they're part of a group and there are others who are better solo. And I feel like for a very good amount of time the Lawrence brothers fame was greater than the sum of the fame of the three Lawrence brothers, if that makes sense.
1: So they were kind of like the Jonas brothers. They were.
0: They Although, were in that let's way.
1: Let's be real. The, no, I was gonna say the Jonas Brothers are better separately, but i, I almost think I'm wrong.
0: Well, I think some of them transitioned <laughs> better. Basically, just nicked it. Sorry, Kevin. But um, by the way, oh no, that's this is a good end question. Never okay.
1: mind. Okay. Well, my other my other thing I wanted to let all of you know. Was that most recently, I saw the Lawrence Brothers on an episode of Hollywood Medium, which if you aren't watching, you really should. I don't recommend binge watching it because spiritually it kind of gets you in a weird place. I think it's a little bit too much for a short amount of time. However, the Lawrence Brothers seem to be doing well. Matt is definitely the hottest. And they still seem to be pretty tight.
0: And, I like that. And also, yeah. they just seem like brothers who like hanging out with each other. They
1: do, although there is a big age difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that's fine. It's just, I don't know, it's nice to see brothers who, you know, like to hang out with each other, um, but not like in the way that like they love to do everything with each other, because that's really creepy.
1: Yeah. I find, I find it
0: creepy when... I don't know. It's, what about
1: me and my sister? No, but
0: like when it's like three of them and it's like that they, you know when you're out together and then all you do is you just like talk about each other when you're with other friends. Do Riley
1: and I not do that? No, not really. Oh, that's good.
0: You're very like sisterly but independent within your own sisterness. If oh, that makes good. sense.
1: I'm glad to know that.
0: Um, I mean, there's an example of Brothers who do this, and I know there's a famous example, and that'll put things much more clearly, you but are I'm, thinking
1: of who they I'm are. not
0: thinking of who they are. I'm literally hearing what they're saying, but I can't. Oh, weird.
1: I also wonder. I want to know if their mom was on set for this, like, watching Andy, or if she was just like, it's fine, Joey's there.
0: Oh, she was definitely, it, it's fine, Joey's there. No,
1: I think she went, and then Joey was like, my mom's here weird like Joey must have had to spend a lot of time with his mom does he have an autobiography out I feel like I need to read it I'm gonna be real with you all I've read Melissa Joan Hart's autobiography very educational anyway
0: what was the best thing that Melissa Joan Hart taught you
1: um she doesn't like to use mascara but I still do
0: See guys, this is why <laughs> I make the decisions that I do, like, <laughs> because, <Not to> read. <laughs> no, no, because when I'm on my deathbed, I don't want some, and I write my memoirs, I don't want the main takeaway to be, don't use <laughs> mascara, and then they end up still using mascara. I'm
1: trying to remember, she said Callista Flockhart was very nice, and she was only that skinny because she had a lot of anxiety, which I understand.
0: Actually, that is kind of a juicy tidbit, and mm-hmm. it's. I I will, if I go to my deathbed and all I can um, (laughs) tell people is the secret to why Calista Flockhart is skinny, skinny. honestly, I think I will have died an accomplished man.
1: Yes. And Melissa Stoneheart partied a lot more than you would have thought, but not as much as the publicity wanted you to think when they released this memoir.
0: Oh, so it's like a happy, happy medium. Yeah. Um, Well, I think, now that we know where Melissa Joan Hart
1: is,
0: (laughs) um, where are these characters, these cousins now?
1: And we're going to do it independently of Jumping Ship, because I don't remember that movie, and we haven't seen it yet.
0: So, um, suffice it to say, I think that they are, well, I know know for a fact that Andy Lawrence is never going to leave that farm. Just no. N- they're especially like when you grow up with people like that. To get them out of town is like trying to pull that horse out of the mud.
1: He's it's, gonna live and die on that farm.
0: He's gonna live and die on that farm. There is nothing. The fact that he was excited to go to Beverly Hills, frankly, shocked me.
1: Well, he was really obsessed with his cousin. He wanted a yeah. strong male figure. Okay, in that's his life. true.
0: Never mind. Now, now I see. He, as much as he wanted to say, pretend like he was. Excited about Disneyland and the beach. Homeboy couldn't give a fuck about that. He likes farms. <laughs> uh, I don't fully believe that um, Joey Lawrence stayed on the farm. I think he learned a lot and stayed there for a while. But he was going to school. He was really good at business. If he He's going to now apply himself. He's going to get a really good job and he's going to have a second house on the ranch.
1: Yes. And I think I, I don't think he marries this girl, but I think he meets a nice girl in Montana who's like down to earth and like. I I don't think it works out, but I think it occurs for a little while.
0: Oh, I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think he definitely becomes. I don't. He was never a player, but I think he is very much a monogamous, and I think. Oh, he is. He's I monogamous. think. Even this whole thing, he learns how to work at things. And so, if he's going to go out with a girl, he's going to, like, try and make it a substantial relationship. Yeah, he
1: worked with, with Gina for a lot longer than I thought he would try to make it work. Like, he went to that horse race. Yeah. And I didn't think he would. Um, also, I think that his parents have a strong marriage, and... They
0: do. I love their marriage.
1: Me too. They seem very happy together. I'm glad that Calabar found someone.
0: What did I write about Calabar? I wrote something really funny in here. I thought, um... Oh, no, I just wrote he's laying down the law, and I love it. Um, I thought that there was more than I was supposed to say. They were great parents. Yeah.
1: I I think during our Oscars, we should do a Best Parents category. Oh,
0: we definitely should. Um i I agree with that. I think we're gonna do. Um, okay, although the one thing that the that Gina did and I think is cuckoo bananas, and I want to ask you a question, uh-huh. and this is also a question to the readers. So she got him a fancy watch for their two week anniversary. Um I don't when do you start celebrating an anniversary on dating? Obviously, you would never give someone a watch for something no. like that, but, like...
1: Um, you really shouldn't start until it's been a year, but... I have celebrated month
0: anniversaries, and
1: I hate myself for saying that.
0: Like, what, what did you... A month anniversary? Like, how did... Do, I don't...
1: <laughs> sometimes there were gifts involved. Sometimes there was dinner. I mean, when you're young, it's a big deal to be together a couple months.
0: Oh, but this girl... Two she, weeks is not... She, no. she's, she's hot and she's 20. She's definitely been... A lot of, frankly, like, at that, my level be just like, okay, four months. Here's whatever you want.
1: I think it's six months, maybe. You could, you could be like, six months, yay! I'll
0: be like, six and months. Here's like cupcake here. and I'm naked.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That I mean, that's
0: fine. That's uh, okay. Fine. But, um, yeah, so we know where those two are. I... Also, you know, this is kind of easy, because I know the mom is um, still on the farm. Um, I think um, that—oh, wait, no, now I'm going back. I think that poor Andy was so consumed with the farm that he didn't meet a girl until a little bit later. Probably not. Like, I mean, not like super later, like 35 later. There
1: weren't a lot of girls in this town. Yeah. Also, I'm imagining, like, a lifestyle— Sorry, not Lifestyle. Lifetime quality movie where, like, Andy is, like, the good guy in the town. And everybody's like, when are you going to meet a good girl? Andy, Tommy, whatever. Oh,
0: I so see this. Yes. And oh, then he's like, yes. oh,
1: I'm taking care of the ranch. And then, like, I don't know. This woman has to come and, like...
0: Yep. Nope. I... Yeah. That's exactly yeah, what's happening. That's what's happening. I uh, really hope
1: that the plot of my life isn't, like, a Lifetime movie.
0: You actually really do hope it is.
1: No, I want, like... What kind of movie do I want? What genre?
0: I, wanted, I, I would have picked Lifetime movie. No.
1: Uh, no. What genre do you think my life
0: is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like a weird comedy. Your life is definitely not drama.
0: I think it's a dramedy.
1: Uh...
0: I'm going to have so many monologues in my life.
1: Oh my goodness. But you, you, Chris is such a positive person. Like, I just can't see his life being drama. But, <laughs> okay.
0: Wow. Well, okay. At least it's fun. No, I think... Oh, you would... I think Danny's life is like an auteur Sophia Coppola-directed version of Eat, Pray, Love.
1: I'm good with that. I think.
0: Okay. We have. I mean, I'm just trying to think of a genre where there's going to be a lot of psychics.
1: There are a lot of psychics in my life, you guys. Um, Chris Cahill, giving her a shout-out. She's my psychic, if you want to see her.
0: Great. Um, (laughs) This is like... (laughs) I know. I I feel like that's cool. Um, So, where's Arlene?
1: Still working for the family?
0: I wonder. I feel like Arlene... I think she
1: raised Joey since he was a child.
0: Yeah. Um... I'm... I want to say, like, you know, she probably had a big idea and got invested by Joey, I feel like.
1: Oh, maybe. I feel
0: like, you know, especially when you work at something like Nanny for a while, you learn a lot of practical skills and shorthands and shortcuts. And, you know, she was a smart cookie. And I think she maybe found a way to pitch you know like a miracle mop she was joy i think arlene is joy
1: <laughs> um i also want to say uh as someone who has worked as a nanny um in los angeles the the domestic help industry in la is not a joke it is
0: oh not at all
1: really h- hard to get jobs you have to have um a lot of uh references and many years working in order to work for a lot of these families and there are agencies that send you out and I'm sure that Arlene is with an agency and she has good references so if there ever comes a time when she needs to leave this family um she has a bright future ahead of her because and you can make up to like a hundred thousand dollars a year doing like in her position
0: you know and she like Seemed less of a nanny and more of like she runs the runner of the house. Yeah,
1: she's making a lot of money. You guys, her job is no joke. Yeah, I'm. I'm not kidding.
0: So, um, I have a closing question for you All before right. we get to scores. Let's do it. And this is also something I want a lot of input from the audience. Um, so. Danny, if you were to remake this movie, Mm -hmm. which sets of brothers would you want to take on these roles?
1: I mean, we already discussed it earlier, so I know what you're going to say. I mean, if Disney was to redo it... No,
0: no, I'm talking like any version you want.
1: Well, I I would like to see like a, a, you know, Camp Rock era one with the Jonas Brothers And instead of not having Matt in it, they just kick Kevin out. Um, Because let's all be real. None of us know what Kevin was there for. Um, You know. uh, Oh, oh, oh. I got a good. Okay, I have a couple ideas. I want a weird, like, college humor remake with the Franco brothers. Where baby Franco is supposed to be... um, (laughs) <laughs> like, 11 years old, but, oh, I like obviously this. he's not, because he's baby Franco, and it's just gonna be weird, and uncomfortable, and I'm gonna cringe, but I'm also gonna be like, baby Franco, and, James Franco, is gonna have, his shirt off, during a lot of it, because, even though I'm not sure, if he's, like, should, um, because, we all wanted to see Joey Lawrence, so, he'll actually take his shirt off, I'm rambling now. It's your turn.
0: Um, I think R-rated comedy with the Hemsworth brothers. Yes. Although, I, can they do comedy? Um, Thor is so comedic. Hmm. As a character. I feel like those are the parts that worked best. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. if Actually, maybe I don't know if the other two can do it. I, oh, wait. I just almost <laughs> wrote myself into a really bad hole. Where I was gonna be like, <laughs> They're going to surround themselves with funny women, but then... Nope. Hollywood... You don't just give talented women bit parts in movies all about men.
1: So, Like, bump up the men.
0: You know what I would like? Um, and I feel like, you know, almost in danger of overexposure, but such a talent. I want an R-rated female version of this with Amy Schumer and Amy Schumer's sister. Oh. There's my other one.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Interesting. Well, anyways, so... I actually did not have a problem with the plot. I was genuinely, I had genuine moments with this. I felt the brother relationship was complicated and interesting.
1: Cousin, actually.
0: Or cousin. Oh, but let's call a spade a spade. Oh, okay. Um, and I really invested in the, all the supporting characters. And you guys, I have a fondness for cattle, sunsets, wife beaters, all of the above. I
1: mean, this movie was made for you.
0: So I, I have to give it a ten out of ten, I uh, it, it's that's, <laughs> that's that's what I have to do.
1: Um, ten out of ten. What?
0: Oh my gosh, ten out of ten. Wistful looks into the sunset by an underrepresented female actress.
1: <laughs> um,
0: that's going on my tombstone.
1: Okay. <laughs> Um, there were no plot holes in it. I was just kind of bored, but it was really pretty. So, I'm going to go with six out of ten Joey Lawrence's sexy arms.
0: Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Well, um... Did I have something at the end? I didn't. There was no music.
1: There was no music. What country song would you like me to put in here, Chris?
0: Oh. Oh, the oh. Boots one. Yeah. You know I love you in a time dress. But you told